So I just want to talk to you today about another face-to-face encounter with the Lord, seeing Him. I want to talk about seeing Him and how we want to see Him, how we need to see Him. And, you know, over the last two weeks, some strange things have been happening here for me, personally. And um, guess what? You get the overflow. And God wants to spill out over. He wants what's inside of me and what's inside of you to spill out over to the people around you. How many know that? But that won't happen unless we experience the Lord. I'm telling you, encounters very valuable. And I'm going I'm to talk to you two ways about encountering the Lord today. Okay? Because this is a church that should be pressing in to encounter the Lord Jesus. We don't come to church. We don't come to a corporate gathering to just you know, kind of occupy a seat, although it seems like that sometimes, but I'm going to, I believe that the Lord's going to awaken us into a new place. Can you turn me up a slight bit? I don't know why. I just feel like I'm yelling. Just blow these people out of the room today, okay? Um, but I feel like God structured his connection with humanity through encounter. How many agree with that? I don't know about you, but when I read my Bible, when I first got saved, I said, I get to do this stuff. How many in the room said that? I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I came out of, like, all kinds of wild stuff. I lived for the, you know, for the devil, really. I did. I lived entirely given over to my flesh. I I just, you know, life was a party, and I just wanted to do all kinds of wild things. That's just how I was. That's how I'm wired. So when I come into connection with the Lord, I want everything that he has. If I'm, if I'm going to be addicted to something, it better be Jesus. Right? So the Holy Spirit caused me to just, when I opened the words of Scripture, I just began to look in and begin to discover, wow, I get to partake in all this. Because I didn't take the book as something that I needed to study to get, like, knowledge in my head. I looked at the the Bible like it was alive and living. Is someone with me? Am I in the right room? Okay. I'm just checking. And, And the Holy Spirit, you know, I went to Bible school. You know, I met my brother Jason there. I met my wife there again. But we, we all were in Bible college together. We studied to show ourselves approved. Amen. And... And there's nothing wrong with training and there's nothing wrong with getting your doctorate as long as you're filled with power. Oh, I said as long as you're filled with power. Come on, somebody. All right, I'm, in, I'm definitely not in the right room yet. So I, I'm just encouraging us today that through relationship, encounter, and experience, come on, I'm talking about these things as the Word of God. There's two ways we experience God. One Through his word. The first place we're going is through his word. It's because of living light in his word. You cannot understand his word unless living light comes to it. I can study the book. I can read it as a historical book. I can read it seven days till Tuesday. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it may not sink in, but one page, one word that brings light into my life and begins to explode in my spirit brings something into me where I experience the Lord. Are you with me? 
And I'm telling you that the Lord himself wants to come and experience you. He wants to come and invite you into a, a place, a journey with him through the living word first. Come on. And we're going to talk about experiences, but I want our experiences to in, just line up with the word of God. You know, angels are okay as long as they're leading you to Christ. Hey, you were with me, right? Spiritual experiences are okay as long as it's leading you to Christ, but even more so that it brings, that it bears forth fruit in your life. Oh, I'll try that over here. That it bears forth fruit in your life. Because what happens is we have a lot of things that we see, but we really don't experience the Lord. You can see something, but not experience in it. Oh, oh. Come on, come on, you guys are going to get rocked today, I promise. There is something that the Lord wants to deposit into this church, into this body, and into this community that is going to be living light. Come on, he's giving you living light. The word of God is the lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, but it's not unless you can see the light of it. Unless something is bursting forth in your life that brings forth light. And now, listen, the word of God will transform you when it's illuminated. I, it's okay to shout at me today. I promise you, I'll stop pacing. I feel like, a, like, ah. Holy Spirit wants you to get this today. The Holy Spirit wants the light and the living light of God to come into you and burst forth in some spectacular way. And I do believe in God's spectacular living inside of you. God wants to live inside of you like a, like a spectacle. Not to illuminate you, but to illuminate him. And he wants his life to become so radiant in you. And I'm telling you, we don't, listen to me, listen to me, this is important. We're not stepping into the fullness. Like, we can have visions and dreams and all these things. But because we're not transformed by the word and by encountering the Lord. Because we're not transformed into the fullness yet, we miss things. And you don't step into something because you have yet to be transformed into his image and likeness. So faith in God, in the God of the Bible, who is the written word. I want you to have faith today in the word of God, in the Bible. Listen, as I, as I you know, I shared last week with all the crazy stuff, and, and the Lord is in here again. Like the glory of God is in this place again. I can feel the Lord not like, listen. The strangest thing happened to me last week with the eyes and all that stuff. Changed my lenses out. And I'm telling you why. Why I don't know why he does it to me. He just does stuff like that to me. But I'm telling you the glory of God is here in the same manner as it was last week. I almost began to cry again. I'm like, Lord, I don't have enough contact lenses to change them out every time I come in here. And it's, how many know it's not my contact lenses? It's something that the Lord is doing in my eyesight and doing in other people in this room because I know that God wants to penetrate our hearts with his living light. He wants to come in as we behold him, we see him, and we become transformed into his image and likeness. And so there's something that the Lord wants to do. And I, listen, I, it's not an accident that my friend, I called and had a conversation because he, he sent a whole broadcast on the living light and the cloud of, of glory coming. And I said, what is going on? He said, brother, you're in the middle of it. And so I'm just encouraged by what God's saying here and what he's saying even at a national level. Because things are lining up. 
That doesn't, I don't say that to toot my horn or any horn. I'm saying that God is doing something here. It's significant, and we're not just going to pass by it. You hear me? And this is what the Lord is wanting to do. I feel like, I feel like a lion today. You better watch out. Right? I feel like, I feel like, honestly, something, that, like I want to jump on a chair or something to jump into you guys. Because I want the Lord to just grab you. I want the Holy Spirit. I want the, the hounds of heaven to drag you with them. Not the hounds of hell, the hounds of heaven. I don't know if there are hounds in heaven. But I, I declare and decree that God will draw you into a deeper place today than you've ever been before. And we cannot be ready for the harvest until we, listen, we can do, you can just go out and evangelize. That's good. I believe it. You should just open your mouth and go. But how much better, how much greater is God going to do through a people who are just completely plugged in? <sighs> Come on, we walk in accordance to the word of God, and that should lead us into an encounter. Can't even get through my, my notes today. God wants to bring an encounter through his living word to you. I'm telling you through his living word to you first. Right? And so if we, if we come to the word with faith, then there's going to be substance of that thing. Do you understand me? Do you understand that what we have to do is we have to come to the Lord and come to his word expecting when faith arises in your heart, there's a substance of something that happens in the, in, the, in the heavenly realms that should be deposited into your life. Come on, God's going to give us language for this stuff. And just say, Holy Spirit, give me the learning curve so I understand and know. Because that's what we have to do. And, and I totally believe this. That what God is releasing through faith in his word... Faith in his word because God lights something up to you. He begins to illuminate something in, in, in the word to you. And it becomes tangible and it becomes physical. Like you can taste and touch and feel it. Because it's now living inside of you. Are you hearing me? And I, I'm telling you, so we want to seek God's face and his hand. People get stuck on, oh, you just should be looking for God's face and not his hand. No, no, I'm looking for both. And you should be looking for both. And so we want to take down all this religious stuff that gets in the way. Well, you shouldn't be looking for signs and wonders. No, I'm looking for signs and wonders. I'm looking for God first. I'm looking for his word to reveal things. And then we step into the fullness of those things. Because I'm telling you, God is about to mow down every, every power of darkness. Oh, wait till we get to the end. I can't wait, and I'm just beginning. Because God's going to wreck some people in this room today. Because we've, had, we've held up stumbling blocks that the, that the Lord can't get through. <laughs> You're like, the Lord can't get through? No, no, because you, con you continue to have a stumbling block in front of you. I'm not going to preach ahead of myself. Slow down there. So knowing and studying scripture helps us walk in spiritual growth. Amen? Amen? So we have to know that, right? Yet there's hidden mysteries specifically, specifically for you in the word of God that will be illuminated. And the entrance of his word brings what? Yes. So we need to ask the Lord to bring entrance of his word that brings light and life. How many are praying that? Listen, 
I'm telling you, God is so jealous for you. He is zealous for you. He wants you to step into what I'm talking about today. This is something I know. This is like number one on God's, like on his list of where he wants you to go. I promise you. And there's impartation today that the Lord is going to just release for you. I haven't even gotten a scripture out yet. I know. But I got plenty, so just hold on. So the entrance of your word brings light and life. And I'm believing that the Lord's going to break open some things. And when he illuminates things, you should step in. And I need you to stay awake. No, I don't see anyone sleeping. But I need you to stay mentally awake and stay with me. I know. What happens is here. Ready? The enemy wants to drop curtains over even your, your thinking. Right? So that you miss stuff. And I know you can go back, but normally you won't. So if you're alive and in person, there's something that God wants you to grab. And he wants you to take it. All right? So just, just please stay with me. Stay with me. I beg you for the Holy Spirit's sake. All right? Galatians chapter 2 and verse 2, and I'm going to go fast so you can write them down and just stick with me. I'm going fast. Paul said this. He said, I went up by revelation and communicated to them the gospel which I preached among the Gentiles. Right? I'm just talking about the word bringing light. I'm talking about the word coming into us. I'm talking about the word being revealed to us because God wants to bust your life open in a good way through what? Through what Paul just said here in Galatians chapter 2. He said, I went up by revelation. He went to go talk about the word by revelation. So that tells me, by the, and he was preaching the gospel. The gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ preached to him in an encounter. I said in an encounter. It was just as good as the ones he preached to the, to the 12 when they were hanging with him. It may have been better. Because the rest of them didn't write two-thirds of the New Testament. Just saying. Ephesians chapter 1, talking about the word, being lit. Come on, you want to get lit, buy the t-shirt. <laughs> Everyone's got the t-shirt. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17, you know this, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of what? Glory. May give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So that word knowledge is the experiential knowledge of him. So he wants you to experience him in the revelation and the understanding. Ready? It says this, that the, eyes of your eye, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened and that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Slow down, my wife would say. Right? But I just want you to see, Paul prayed this prayer for you. Listen to me, it's an apostolic prayer. Oh no. Turn up the air conditioners, freeze them out, do something. I'm telling you, I start reading the word, you guys start getting, I feel it. You want to just go, I can just go from unction, but I got to bring the word. Right? Go to, go to Luke chapter 4 and verse 17, because I want you to see, because Jesus first did it. Right? Jesus did it first. Right, the Bible says this was his first preaching, right? This is where he goes. Goes to read the, out of the book of Isaiah. Verse 17 says, and he was handed the book of Isaiah the prophet, and when he had opened the book, everyone say open the book. He found the place. 
He found the place. Come on, it just went over all your heads. He found the place. In other words, the Son of Man opened the Scriptures to Isaiah and found the place that was illuminated that said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because that's what he was about to embody in fullness. He was about to embody a prophecy in fullness that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. And it says right there in the living word, he found the place. What I'm saying to you, everyone in this room, God has a place in scripture where he wants you to go and find the place. I know it happens in your daily reading, but he's, he's wanting specific things to come to you. Are you hearing me? I believe this. It's by revelation God wants you to go specific places, and it may run in your daily devotion. I'm reading Proverbs, whatever, for the day, or I'm whatever you're reading. But you can ask the Lord, Lord, where's the specific place you want me to go? Would you lead me by your spirit to the scripture that you want me to read today so that it illuminates something inside of me? And I encounter the word. I encounter you, Jesus, in the word, living inside of me, bubbling up inside of me because I get a word fresh for the day that illuminates. Everyone say illuminates. illuminates. Listen, God wants you to see the word in this, in this manner and in this dimension. There are dimensions of God that we miss because we just haphazardly read through the word. No, I'm just, I'm not saying, all right, I'm not going to come back with something to like make you feel okay about your daily reading. I'm just going to say this because the Lord wants us to be led by the Spirit. He doesn't want you to go by the law. He wants you to go by the Spirit of God. Right? We're going to get into that a little later. But the, there are things that the Lord is trying to unfold in your life that you cannot get to unless you ask him, Lord, what is my, what's the place that you want me to read today? Some of you just don't read. The American church is biblically illiterate. <laughs> Let it not be said of the Awakening Revival Center that it's biblically illiterate. I want you to be Bereans that are filled with the presence of God. That study out the word, that look for the word, that, that continue to go deep in the word. There are places that God can take you in the word that no experience, no prophetic experience, no fall on the ground will take you. Oh, I'm, I know, I'm coming to the old, I'm coming to the way to the other side from the things I said the last two weeks. Why? Because they all are important. And so when I encounter angels, I've received something. When I've encountered God, the Lord Jesus, on, when I was over in, <laughs> I was in the John G. Lake healing rooms, I received an impartation of healing. From the Lord Jesus, one of the, probably one of the only times I, no, second time I had seen the Lord. I mean, I've had visions of the Lord, that's not seeing the Lord. I don't know what y'all think. When you go into the presence of the Lord, something changes. This is what I'm talking about. When God encounters us in, in manners where you should get rocked and changed. And what I'm saying is because of our lack of maturity, God is, 
listen, you're growing up. I, listen, I think, honestly, I'm blessed because I get a good group here that's hungry, that are desiring the things of the Spirit. But I'm telling you, God is trying to raise us up in our maturity level into a place of transformation. If the Word does not transform you, this is what I'm talking about when, I, when, we're, lo- when we're looking at the Word. Is it transforming you on the inside? Because I've got, I've got people around me that I know that God is transforming them on the inside. And I know there's people around me that hit the floor 17 times and they never changed. No, I see it all the time. Right? God wants to change you in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Oh, it's more than a rapture somewhere in the by and by. He wants you to step up into revelation. Are you there? He found the place where it was written. Come on, Nick. Second Kings verse six, uh, chapter six and, six and verse 17. And this is what we're going to pray when this is what we're going into now, okay? But Elisha prayed it. And he said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And then the Lord opened his eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses. I love this scripture. And chariots in the presence of Elisha. Come on, Elijah just had one little horse and chariot. Come on, now Elisha, the double portion, has a myriad of horses and flaming crazy going on around him. And he says, open the eyes of my servant. So put your hands on your eyes. I've done this a thousand times. But take it. There's a reason why I saw clouds in the eye of God in here, the eyes of God in here last week. It's because there's something tangible for you to take. And so, Holy Spirit, we just declare and decree that, Father, open our eyes that we might see. Open our eyes that we might see. Never mind our ears. When we see and behold you, so open our eyes so that when we look at Scripture, things begin to open up. And begin to be created, Lord. We begin to see creative things in the scriptures that heal us, that set us free, that deliver us, that transform us in our inner being. And I declare that over every person's eyes right now. We declare transformative power that comes through the eyes from beholding you in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, I feel the spirit of revival in the room. I'm telling you. <laughs> Come on, you just take it. It's good. Hey. So encountering the word of God will produce and increase the fruit and growth in your life. Come on, you should love and fall in love with the word of God. Psalm 119 should bring you, you know, it's the longest psalm, right? It should rock you. Have you read it? Oh my goodness, there's so much good stuff in just that one psalm. And so the Lord wants to transform you just in one little, well, it's, what was it, 178 verses, wasn't it? But it's just in comparison to the rest of the Bible, it's a little portion. And there's nuggets all throughout it. And he wants to bring light. So there's degrees, right? There's four things I just want you to grab. You can write it on the list, okay? I got a couple lists for you. But I feel like God monumentally wants to do something here specifically for you. 
and for the people that are listening online. And if you're online, just give us a thumbs up. Come on, like it, like it, like it. If you're sitting here and you go home, just put a thumbs up. Go to the KA page on YouTube and hit a thumbs up. Do it, please. It helps us. I know, it's weird, but just do it. Okay? Commercial break. So number one, degrees. This is what the Word of God wants to do inside of you. It wants to release degrees of conformity to the image of Jesus. Oh, very simply. God wants you to be conformed to the image of Christ. So every time you read, God should deposit something inside of you that makes you a little more like Jesus. Degrees. Come on, let's just start with baby steps and we'll get radical. All of a sudden, all of a sudden what happens? A little thing happens, a little thing happens, and all of a sudden you're like, how did I even get like this? Come on, this is my life. How did I even get like this? Right? It's true. It's true because little, listen, little piece of word. You begin to eat and it's just like the scroll. He said, oh, it's just sweet going in. But whoa, when it got in, it was like it hurt me in the stomach and the inner man, right? So the Spirit of God wants us to just begin to chew on the word and just be changed from glory to glory, strength to strength. Come on, Becca. Yeah, the kingdom, ready? Number two. So the kingdom begins to, an outworking of power, of the power of God in you and through you. So this is what the word of God is to do. Ready? The kingdom of God, which comes through the word of God, becomes to, begins to enter you, and you begin to be changed from what? The inside out. You've got to be changed from the inside out because it doesn't happen from the outside in. I can guarantee you that. For me, I had to be changed on the inside. Something had to happen. The day I was born again, I got changed on the inside. And then there was an outworking of the Spirit. Everyone say outworking. The Spirit of God works in you and then out of you. And when the Word comes in you, it should come into you, birth something, and then come out of you. Yeah? Yeah? All right. Number three, it's going to increase transformation. Simple. The Word of God should be transforming you on the inside. It brings transformation. And that's why everyone, everyone in the room, like God wants you to just dive into the Word. I'm telling you, in 2008, when I had like one of the significant encounters with the Lord. There was an angel that I believe was the spirit of wisdom and revelation that just came and it was actually a governmental type angel. Like it was massive. And it, be, and it downloaded stuff into me that, you, that no human could. I could, listen, I studied the word of God all through Bible school and then from 96 to 2008, and you think I would have thought, you know, I got a grip. I had no grip. I had no grid. And the Lord, through encounter, everyone say encounter, released something to me that deposited something inside of me that changed the way I, I saw the word, that changed, that opened up scripture to me like I've never understood it before. Because of what? Because of the illumination. 
So that's why I know that if I pray for someone to get the spirit of wisdom and revelation, if they're open and not a fri- uh, you know, frigid air, sometimes y'all don't know. Sometimes you're just frigid air. Some people just like bouncing off. This is what I'm saying. To the level where we're transformed is how we receive. Because you can't, the Lord wants you to be completely transformed into his image and likeness. Not halfway, not partway. He's looking for a church that completely displays his glory in the earth. And the reason why we miss it, right? Because you can have all kinds of encounters, all kinds of things happen to you. But it doesn't stick because the level of transformation inside of your life doesn't, doesn't make room for it. So it's important. It's super important that we get transformed, delivered, bang. Right? And then number four, God wants to, through the, through the encountering the word of God, he wants to increase, he wants you to increase in love and submission to the Holy Spirit. These are just things I felt like the Lord was speaking to me. It could be other things. You may think of something else. But the foundation of the word in your life establishes truth and will keep you from fearing and fearing and drifting away in some type of weird encounter. Why am I saying this? Because God wants you to have legitimate encounters, but you have to be grounded in the word. And sometimes we, we get hit with certain things, and God will show you. I, I know in days past, like when I first met the Lord when I was real young, and the Lord appeared to me. Like, literally, just showed his face to me. I didn't know what to do with it. I had no grade for it. And now 20 or 30-something, that's longer than that. It's probably 40-something years later. I realized that that was the first day that I encountered the Lord, that he deposited something to me. He called me. That was the day of my calling. It wasn't the day of my commissioning, but it was the day of my calling. And the Lord wants to bring you into an encounter to commission you. He does. He wants to commission people in this place to do great exploits for the Lord. But are we being transformed by the word? So let's just go to Romans chapter 4. I'm starting my message now. <laughs> Romans chapter 4. I don't even know what time it is. Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. Romans chapter 4. In verse 13. Now, I want to use Abraham... Because Abraham is the father of our faith. <laughs> he is the father of our faith. So I'm going to use him as the example because he is the textbook example of what we need to believe for. Okay? Verse 13 says, For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void 
And the promise is made of no effect. Thank you, Jesus. Because the law brings about wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Stop for a minute. I want you to think about something. There was no law when Abraham had encountered the Lord. So he wasn't of the law. He wasn't of the law. He was before the law. Amen? How many know he wasn't a Hebrew? Okay. So we see the God of Israel because of his seed. We can't even just, all right? Your brain will just go. This is why the word of God is so amazing. And so I just want you to see that the law is nullified in Abraham. And you're all sons of Abraham. And that's why Jesus got in the scribes and the Pharisees' face and said, listen, you're the son of someone else. <laughs> you know? Because there's no, listen, there's a religious spirit that wants to bring you. You got to do things this way. You got to, you know? And the, and the spirit of God wants us to live by the spirit of God. And walk that out. So verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to the grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Come on. This promise is sure over your life because you're a seed of Abraham. Oh, y'all should be shouting at that. The promise is really sure. You should be convinced. Right? Because Abraham was fully convinced. Not only those who are of the law, but those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of all of us. As it is written, I have made you the father of, all, of many nations in the presence of him who believed. This is good. God, who gives life to the dead, calls those things that do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed. Contrary to hope, in hope believed. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith. Oh, we need to start just jacking up our faith a little. I don't like hyper faith, but I like genuine faith that comes from the Holy Spirit. That ignites you and puts a flame inside of you to believe that the word of God is true. And that you can call all things that be not as though they were. That's why when we pray for the sick, we call forth healing. That's why when we pray for those who are oppressed, we believe for deliverance. That's why we do those things. Because it doesn't matter if it sticks the first time. And again, I believe that there's dimensions that God wants you to step into. Even in faith, in healing. See, there's people in this room that have an understanding of faith, but they don't have a greater dimension of faith because of our understanding in the Word, because God has not illuminated those things to you. That stuff's got to sit. I know everyone's like, bzz, bzz, bzz. it's okay. Ready? The Holy Spirit wants us to go in deep into different things. And maybe healing ministry is not for everybody in the room. But I'm telling you, it's for some to just become, all of a sudden you, you just throw a rock at a giant and it falls down. Right? David had faith. 
keep reading. Not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. And I call every spiritual womb open right now in Jesus' name. And he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being what? Fully convinced that what had been promised to him, he was able to perform. This is so powerful. Listen, I'm, we're going to, I want you to just mark, well, you can just mark anywhere, right? In Genesis chapter 18, but he, he had a visitation. Abraham, we're going to Abraham. Genesis 18, you don't have to turn there because I'm not going to read it, but read it later. And you can go there and read it, but there, here, here's what happened. He had a visitor from three people, three suspects that showed up and began to prophesy to them about the conceiving of the seed, of the seed of promise. And the Bible says that Sarah laughed. But here the Bible said that it Abraham believed and it was counted to him as righteousness. So he believed the word of the Lord. Even though he went other means to try and make it happen, he believed the word of the Lord. I hear me. So the promise of what is to come should be dependent upon how you're hearing the Holy Spirit because God has given you, all of a sudden, you've received the gift of faith to believe God for what he's spoken. Oh, this just goes right back to the written word. Let's just go to spots in the word that tell you promises that you're to have, but there's no light on it for you. And I'm telling you, when your faith, when, when, you're, when your confession is mixed with faith and belief and understanding and the light of God hits it, the illumination begins to hit it, it becomes alive. There's something about the reality and the light of God that's going to bring things alive. Because what happens is it no, it's no longer just the written logos word. It becomes a rhema word that's implanted. It's the implanted word. It's something that comes with, with the germination of a sperm to bring life to it. So please, I beg you, when you read the word of God, it's sacred. It's supernatural. And it's filled with power. No, this word is filled with power. The Holy Spirit has breathed. The Bible says that it's breathed from the prophets and it's breathed from the Holy Spirit. Given to men. So we got to shake. Oh, don't worry. We're going to shake. There's going to be a whole lot of shaking going on. But I just want you to see. So chapter 18 and from chapter 18 on, he goes into an encounter. He brings a sacrifice, and the Lord puts him to sleep. He literally anesthetizes him. And then there's a, there's a whirlwind, a tumbling. Let, let's just call it a kingdom uh, mountain that just begins to roll out of Abraham's life like Daniel saw. Right? It was a, it was a, a stone that became a mountain. Because all of a sudden, the promise of God came to life as Israel was, came forth, right? Jacob, the deceiver, became Israel. But it had to go three generations deep.
y'all all right? Are everyone okay? All right. So there's tangible impartation from pressing into encounters because this is what happened with Abraham. He pressed into an encounter. Pressed into an encounter so much that in Genesis 22, he takes the son of promise and brings him to the place of sacrifice and said, oh, no, me and the lad are going up. And the lad's like, wait, we don't have a lamb. <laughs> he said, yeah, the Lord will provide. When he already knew that the voice of the Lord said, you're sacrificed to the promise. How many of us are putting the sacrifice of the promise right on the altar and saying, God, I'll, I'll bring the knife up to kill it. Ooh, I feel that. The Lord is on that right there. Some of us in the room have to take what we think is the promise of heaven and give it to the Lord. Oh, it's a sacrifice. And I'm telling you, if we give everything to God, if we give our children to God, if we give our spouses to God, if we give our family members to God, come on. If we give our crazy people that we work with to God, come on. The Holy Spirit is going to work something. So I just want to hit these things, and I just want to talk about this, this tangible impartation that comes through this. That God wants to release for us so that we walk in to encounter. Because Abraham went from encounter to encounter, encounter. Why? Because of the voice of God. And the only thing that we have is the voice of the Lord, the Holy Spirit inside of us. We have a greater covenant now that God has brought to us through the living word of, of God. And the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit that illuminates, he's the flashlight. Because when I read, he reads with me. This is how I should read my Bible. I've said this a thousand times in this place. But the Holy Spirit is like the lamp over you. And he illuminates what you need to take from the word. The question is, are we rushing by it? Because we've just got a time clock. And the Lord wants to marinate things inside of us. And illuminate things inside of us. And light breaks stuff off of us. In the midst of just being in our daily devotion. Oh, our daily delight. Because <laughs> he delights in the time that we spend with him. It shouldn't be like, but I'm telling you, he wants us to be solid in the word. He wants to break the word over you. And he wants to illuminate stuff all over your life. So as we press in this, this, I just felt like there was three things that the Lord was giving me to, to just touch. There's an impartation of the spirit of faith. So when we, I've said this, it's kind of reinforcing things I've already said. But there's an impartation of the spirit of faith that God wants to release for you. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through 30 says, now look, ready? They all prayed in one place and the place was shaken. And the Bible says that right here it says, but and this was the prayer that they prayed. That your servants with all boldness may speak your word. Ready? Here's power evangelism 101. Go to the prayer room and pray. God release power. 
God, we're asking that your hand right now, by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus, not by Miles, not by Victoria, by the Holy Spirit. And then we have these promises, right? Timothy says, I know in whom I believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep me. What I've committed to him until that day, that means that I'm persuaded. I totally believe everything you say, God, and I will not budge from the words that you tell me. But I don't think we really read the word like that. Like, I think it just passes by our eyes, and there's, you know, we're hoping for osmosis, like for it to stick on us somehow, right? But the Lord wants to illuminate things to break stuff off of us and to, break, and to bring it alive inside of us so then actually the, we're prepared and ready to, you want, you want to break her anointing on your life? Dive into the word of God. Every place where it says light, go there. Oh, just do a study on light. On the light of your word. Oh my gosh. You'll be flooded with lightning. Seriously. The Lord wants to wreck you with that. So I'm just saying this. This is serious. I, I'm, I feel like urgent in this message today. Because there in the days ahead, this is what the Lord felt like when he was speaking to me. There will be a demand by the spirit of Jesus on godliness, character, and courage. So the spirit of faith, you can't walk in the spirit of faith unless you're walking in humility, unless you're walking in, in, in strength, in godliness, right, and in character. Like let, let our yes be yes and our no be no. Like those type of things matter to the Lord. Like what I tell people, it matters to the Lord, right? And I want you to just see on the back, on the back end of every miracle, I believe this, that there's, there's an unbending confidence that God wants to put inside of you. Listen, I believe every time we walk into this room or any time I lay my hands on someone, that God can do a, a miracle. That God can do a miracle. Not anyone, God. Right? So the Lord wants to do that. Number two. There's going to be, a, there is an impartation right now in this season, I believe. I mean, there always is, but I believe this for right now. I believe it's up, like there's an uptick in the spirit. For supernatural power to be demonstrated by the might and the power of God in the world. I believe that. John 4, 48. Then Jesus said, I'm ready, Jesus said, I'm reading the red words. Unless you people, <laughs> he sounds like you, sounds like a New Englander. Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. So the Lord said it. And we're like, oh no, it's not about signs and wonders, it's just about the gospel. No, the gospel is power. The gospel is power. The gospel without power is not the gospel. Where do I find that? In Romans 5.19. In mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. So that this is Paul saying, he's preaching. He's preaching from Jerusalem and all around Icrillium. He said, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. How? By signs and wonders. 
by power. And we've got Acts 1.8, which we don't have to go over and we don't have to turn there. You shall receive power. Power for what? Power to heal? Power to deliver? Power to break off sickness off of people? Power for breakthrough? Power for par- to prosper? It's power. Because the Bible does say, I give you power to get wealth. So I'm going to include it. I believe it. Because listen, when illumination comes on your mind, all of a sudden you get ideas that no one else had. All of a sudden you begin to prosper. All of a sudden it begins to bring you into the place where kings are, right? And number three, favor and open doors into the harvest to reveal the glory of the Lord. The whole thing's about revealing God's glory. And I'm telling you, the Lord is going to reveal himself through a people. Can we be the people? Because I want to be the person, you want to be the people. (laughs) Like I want to be the person that God shows his glory in the earth through. Not so that I'll take the stage and have a big platform. No, that's not it. It's so that the Lord can be revealed and glorified in the region and in the earth. Matthew 8 and verse 1. It says Jesus, right? It says a bunch of times. I just used this one. It says when he had come down from the mountain, come on, he was, in pre- he was praying. When he showed up, the Bible says great multitudes followed him. Isaiah 60, verse 1. You know this scripture, and then we're going to wind things down, I promise. Arise, shine, for your light is coming. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. This is a promise to us as a people. That the glory of God is going to shine. Why? Because I've beheld him. I've seen him. I've come into his presence. And I am illuminated by the Lord himself. Right? So that the glory of God. I'm so awake now that I'm, I'm awakened. See, you can't put me to sleep anymore. I know too much. And I want you all to be in the same place. Like, you should know too much to put you to sleep, to put you into a slumber. We're going to hit this hard at the end. Because some of us are just thinking about the next thing we're going to do. Instead of letting the Lord come and wreck us. And then raise us up in resurrection life. Like I don't care. Baptism, baptize me 5,000 times until until the sin's all washed out. Come on. Resurrect me 5,000 more times. Come on, Jesus. I said that to bother some people probably. Anyway. Second verse. And behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and the deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you. Isn't that good? That's good news. That's a prophetic promise for the people of God that the light of God is going to arise over you. And what happens is because there's a light that's arising over you, there's an illumination all around you so that things can't hide. Sickness can't hide. People, demons, they can't hide. There's a, there's a rising of light over the people of God. Can't hide. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Mm. 
That's enough to make you drunk right there. <laughs> the Gentiles shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. See, there's that favor again. The kings come to light. They're drawn to the light. That means even other believers, they're kings. They come to light. They're drawn. But the Lord wants to illuminate the church in this hour. We should burn brighter and lighter than any of the dark deeds that are going on in the earth right now. Brighter. Burning. Shining ones. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is going to break open. In this place, I prophesy to these floors, to these walls, to the parking lot, to the community. Come on. But it says that in the book of Acts that all of a sudden they were gathered in one place. And there was a burning lamp that went on. It was a physical burning lamp that was over their heads. Come on. Come on, you can make the sign. <laughs> <She's gonna> <laughs> I'm so conscious the cameras is terrible. And I want, listen, and the Lord is going to do this for you. But it's, it's, con, it's contingent upon one thing. It's good news. Matthew chapter 13. See, when I head, I can't get away from Matthew chapter 13 now. Why? Because I feel like it's a mandate over this place. Angels that gather. Right? And there's so much more that the Lord wants to just reveal. I just need to shut up and let him reveal it to you first. <laughs> Before I open my mouth about it. Because I believe that God's about to bring a, a massive breakthrough in this place. But it is, it's contingent. I believe it's contingent upon a couple things, right? On one thing here. And I'm just going to read this one, these couple verses. It said, you know, there's another parable he put forth to them, right? And I'm just going to read two lines. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. I want you to, this to galvanize in your spirit right now. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. While men slept. Matthew chapter 25 talks about... The wise virgins and the foolish virgin, virgins, right? I want you guys, you guys can get up. Just help me. Yeah, everyone can get up for that matter. And I'll finish out. No, seriously. I want them to start playing. Can we just do the keys to start? And I just want you to listen. God's about to awaken some people. 
And if you've been sleepy and you've been in sleepy seasons, it could have been, it could come on and off. This is what I feel. I feel like God's going to bust some stuff off of people today. Like significant. Break it off. Like broken. Like the, the yoke that Isaiah talks about, Isaiah 10, is going to get busted off. Why? Because I believe that one of the assignments that are for, that's for this place is to bring, to bring the breaking and to break stuff off of people. And we are kingdom awakening, and this is the Awakening Revival Center, so you are not allowed to sleep in this place. Spiritually. Physically, you can sleep. But spiritually, you better never sleep. The Bible says this, but while men sleep, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. And I was saying about the 12 wise virgins and the 12 foolish virgins, right? There's two things. The Bible says that they all were slumbering. So it doesn't matter whether you have oil or you're lacking oil. They were all sleeping. When the bridegroom came, we don't want to be them that are asleep. I said that. While men slept, I want you to be awake and fully awake. The Bible says, that in the, when Jesus was on the top of the mountain, transfiguration, it said that the disciples were sleepy, and they were sleeping again. Come on, they had a habit of sleeping. <laughs> but it says when they were fully awake, when they were fully awake, that they saw Elijah and Moses. Can I tell you today that there's an encounter that you have an invitation to that is literally with the Lord. It's not unto the Lord, but with God. The Lord wants to snap any sleepiness off of us. He wants to break it off of you. While men slept, let it not be said of this place that we were asleep. Guess what? The harvest is coming when no man sleeps. Oh, you, it sounds heavy, but I'm telling you, this is what the Lord is like. I feel like he's instructing us in, like, we need to wake up and wake, just wade into God in a, in a whole new dimension. That he's about to break off every place where we slumber. And I'm telling you, I, I'm standing up here telling you as a preacher, as, a, as, a, as the leader of this place, one of the leaders of this place, that the Holy Spirit, I have to check myself whether I'm asleep or I'm awake. I'm just telling you it's the truth. Because here's what the enemy wants to do. Because of the busyness, because of our lives, because of all the things that we do. And we can get, I can easily move us into like this like sleepy little church mode. I don't live like that. I don't live like that. I don't live like that. I don't want to live there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to exist in that. Because the Lord wants to wake us up to a whole new dimension of him. 
So what he's going to do right now, he's going to break. I need help. He's going to bring light. And I feel like the word's going to awaken you. But if you've had that sleepiness on you, God wants to break it off you like this, like slam. Like I believe it'll, it's a, like a done deal today. But, you, but what I'm saying is, again, to the, to the measure of where you're transformed on the inside, ready? You're going to raise your hands right now and say, God, I need transformation. Lord, I desire full transformation in my life. I don't want to lack one thing in you. I ask that your word would bring light to my life, that it would transform me fully, 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 fully. Just transform me all the way, God. I know I'm a work in progress, but God, I don't want to be behind the curve. I want to be right where you have me and right where you want me. Good, that's done. That's what you just prayed with me. It's done. Don't have to beg for it. You just have to operate, operandum on that, right? You just do it. You're just like, I'm going into transformation. I'm working out my salvation with fear and trembling, and I will not fall asleep. And now that's what we're going to pray for. And I'm praying for people who feel like they've been sleepy on the inside, and God wants to break it off, like totally annihilate it, like destroy it. And I want you to come. Just come quick. And just say, God, I just want it. Just release me from any place where I'm asleep. Any place where I've been asleep. I'm asking that you awaken me. That's it. And God's going to do it. We're just going to go before him together, right? And he's going to wake it. He's going to do it. Like, I don't need to lay hands on anyone. You're just going to take it, right? God's just going to release it to you. If you fall out under the power, just allow the Lord to do it. Come on. And if, if it's holy, then no one will get hurt. Come on. So we're just going to pray, right? We're just going to pray right now. God, let us be a community right here, God. Lord, we're fully awake. Lord, let sleep not come upon us anymore. I break the power of any sleepiness in the spirit over anyone in this place. And God, I ask that, Father, you awaken us on the inside. Just declare, God, awaken me on the inside. You've got to ask for it yourself. Lord, we, we, we believe right now. Lord, you're releasing breaker, breaker angels. Yeah, the help of heaven in this place to wake us up out of any place. Lord, we want to be filled with oil and we want to be fully aware at your coming. So fill us with oil and awaken our hearts. I just declare hearts that are awakened. I declare spirits that are awakened. I declare eyes that are open. I declare ears that can hear. And Lord, we respond to you fully and holy. Come on, he's going to do it. Just, just push into it. Just push into it, guys. I'm telling you, I'm, I can't do it for you. The Lord said you can't do it for anyone in the room. Even by the laying on of hands, it's not going to do it. Just press into, move into it. And so, Lord, we lock our minds in right now into the things of the Spirit. We don't lock on anything else in the room. We lock our minds on the things of the Spirit right now. And we ask for a holy awakening right now.
We ask for a breaking open of anything that's clouded our eyes, that's clouded our vision. I declare encounters. We thank you, Father, for giving messages in dreams and in visions. Lord, make us fully awake even in our sleep. Come on. Make us fully awake even in our sleep. Lord, let the spirit of Daniel, let the spirit of Joseph come upon us, God. We declare it and decree it, Father, right now. Open up, open up.